We believe running is freedom and empowerment. We believe running solves problems and makes people happy. We even believe that if more people run, the world will be a better place. We believe in running because it is our passion. This is the Big Peach Running Company Run ATL Podcast with your host, Mike Cosentino. From the capital of the South, Running City, USA, this is the Run ATL Podcast. My name is Mike Cosentino. I am your host. Thank you for being part of this broadcast. I am not alone once again. Our fearless companion, Dolomite Dave, joins us. He is here now. Hello, D2. Hello, and it's good to be here. It's been a uh, it's it's been a good couple weeks, uh, you know. A terrific start to fall. We are feeling really healthy. We've had a chance to run into good friends, literally and figuratively, and we are at the second installment of running a business we love, where we get the opportunity to connect this lifestyle we have the absolute privilege to serve with our own personal interest and passion for a pedestrian active lifestyle. We're going to bring that to life. But one of the things that was super cool before we fired up this mic was you telling me about your most recent weekend, Pinhody 100. You were there to pace. You were there to crew. You were there with a former teammate of ours and, of course, a friend who did very, very well. Congratulations, Tracy Grice. She is now a Floridian. We wish she was still here in Atlanta with us. But what an adventure for you. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a great weekend. Um, I mean, I've been out to Pinhoti before. You know, two years ago, we paced uh, another uh, teammate of ours, uh, Bob Pelletier. And, um, you know, this year, uh, went out with uh, Tracy Grice. She had attempted to do it last year, but, you know, ran into some difficulties and did not finish. And she was determined to go out there this year, but she didn't really have a crew, really didn't have any pacers. She didn't really even want any pacers. She was that determined. She's like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to do it on my own. But knowing what I know about how difficult a hundred, not even never done a hundred before, I know it can be difficult. I know what a 50K is. And at a certain point, you're going to want help or you need a friendly face, someone to mentally kind of push you along and encourage you. And so that's what I went out there to do is just to be that, you know, support. And uh, so I really only, uh, you know, paster maybe for you know four or five miles but she ran the majority of it on her own her strategy was to spend as little time at the aid stations as possible she was so easy to crew i've seen people that have you know take their shoes off switch out socks and get massages and do all sorts of things tracy sat down only once to remove a pedal pebble out of her shoe and kept going and you know really never stopped and uh, so it was exciting. It was kind of cool. It was, you know, for anyone that has is considering crewing for a hundred, it's it's still hard work. I mean, oh, yeah. you are up a long time. I know that you have to be up almost as much, maybe a little cat naps here and there, but it's not like it's any easier for the pacing and crewing teams. Obviously, they're not covering the same distance, but what is required of them? Re- regarding sleep or lack thereof, and perhaps a departure from your traditional nutrition is no joke. Right. I mean, I, I woke up at 2 a.m. Atlanta time, you know, Saturday morning to drive to be at the start at 7 a.m., and then really did not sleep again till Sunday night. 
And all I got in between was maybe, uh, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes there. I think the longest I slept was maybe an hour, hour, 15 minutes, you know, where there was a, a nice uh, kind of gap between aid stations. Um, but really, you know, if, if you're going to hit every single aid station that you're able to get to, you may only have, you know, depending on the pace of your runner, you may only have 30 minutes, 40 minutes, you know, in between by the time you got there because some aid stations are spaced um, where you have access to maybe only five or six miles, which someone can, you know, reasonably do in anywhere from an hour, an hour and a half. And it may take you 30 minutes to get to that aid station driving sure. through forest service roads. So, you know, yeah, I'm still sort of kind of catching up on yep. sleep. Um, well, you loved every minute of it. I would I'm do it again. It. I would do it again because I think it's for anyone that's committed to run a hundred. Um, I mean, it takes a lot of training. It takes a lot of determination and to be there and to support someone uh, to reach that goal. It's it's kind of special to, to see that. And to well, and I, I know you it. also had the chance to run into one of the legends of the sport. I've done that race a number of times back in my glory days. I finished second in that race two different years. Felt like I could tweak the routine to perhaps finish first the third time I was going to go do that race until this individual signed up. And at that point, I knew unless he totally blew up or had a massive accident out there on the course, that first place would be this individual. And he was there, like you, to pace a runner. So you spent some time with Carl. Yes, Carl Meltzer, which, you know, if you're not familiar, he has like the most 100-mile uh, you know, wins. The number of races. Oh, number that was races what drew him to Pinhoti that year. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, it was like, well, Pinhoti at the time was a little bit off the radar compared to Hard Rock or Leadville or Western States. And yet it was an awesome race, and Carl was doing that. He was going to win more different 100-milers than any other individual. Just happened to be the same year that I thought, okay, I've been second in this race twice. <laughs> I'm going to make the tweaks I need to to ensure that perhaps I can push myself to the blue ribbon. And what happens? That's the year Carl decides he needs to win that race to be part of his bounty of first place finishes. Well, I think if you're going to, you know, if you're going to come into second to anyone, that's a good, a good individual to come second to. That is true. The race had other issues before it was all over. We won't bore our audience with that, but it was super cool to hear that you were out there. I hope everybody else has also had a terrific beginning to their autumn 2018. The temperatures are cooler by the time this is in your inbox or in your earbuds. The time change will have also occurred. Safety certainly was something we covered last time. Another full episode coming your way. Again, running a business we love. Installment number two coming to you right after this brief message. It's been a long, hot summer, but cooler temps are finally here, and so are new fall Run ATL shirts. We've got seven new fall styles and colors for both men and women. Look good and feel good with a soft, cotton-like material, but constructed with technical fabrics to wick moisture away so you can stay warm. Need something a little more casual? We've got some tri-blend shirts for that comfortable, casual look when you're just relaxing. These shirts are available at all seven Big Peach Running Company locations and online at BigPeachRunningCo.com. And welcome back to the Run ATL podcast and the continuation of running a business we love, D2. This is cool 
for us where we get a chance to really divulge some of the things that we've learned over the course of almost 15 years with Big Peach Running Company and certainly a personal interest of ours has to do with developing ourselves, developing this organization, ultimately be being better tomorrow than what we were even today. And, and finally, getting that opportunity day in and day out to combine what would be an improvement for all of those who we have the good fortune of serving, certainly our guests, those in our store, those who we refer to our guest advocates as we all are, as we advocate for those people who are kind enough to spend some time with us inside, whether it's one of our stores or someplace where we might be, and then take what we've learned, oftentimes from others and oftentimes from what we've seen before us or even mistakes that we've made. That's just something that I know you and I have a real common passion for. The question that I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you a second to think about it, is what is the mistake, whether it has been inside or outside, Big Peach Running Company, that you've learned the most from? Because the way that we're going to open this is absolutely indicating we've not had everything go our way. We've not made all of the right decisions. Yes, we're past that two-year or that five-year indication when people say so many small businesses don't make it past the 24-month mark or they never see year five. And here we are 3x to that year five as of January 2019. But my goodness, that doesn't mean we have not made mistakes. We fail forward. We're, we are going to learn from those. So think about that for a second as I share this. There are two items in where we would encourage everyone that I thought, my goodness, absolutely, this makes all the sense in the world. And just give you the confidence. If you're thinking about something in a relationship, in your family, perhaps in your own business life that would give you all that you need to know that it is okay to come up short on certain things that you thought were going to be a grand slam. First one, I'll take you back to D2, same day delivery. We mm -hmm. spent two plus years putting everything we felt like we needed to in place, worked with a local software provider, worked with a local courier service that was intent on becoming kind of the Uber at the time of package delivery, put all of the bells and whistles together, only to find out after those two plus years that I guess running shoes and the inventory we carry inside our stores is not something that people necessarily need at their doorstep when they get home from work. It's not something they need to know is coming to their office while they are working. And after a couple of years, we said, man, we were on the cutting edge and the number of people who said, that's an awesome idea. My goodness, you need to really put the pedal down on that idea. And we did, and it never really took off. And to retreat from that, after we had told our suppliers, after we had spent both marketing and promotional dollars, as well as all kinds of space on our website, inside our stores, with our guests and the communication we sent that we do same-day delivery, it's not something that exists at Big Peach Running Company anymore. And guess what? We're better for it. Before I give the second example, what is something that comes to mind that you've learned so much more from something that never really went the way you thought it would? as opposed to what might be the best idea you've ever had. Oh, wow. I mean, I, I really can't think of anything that I've done that that hasn't quite worked. I know I've learned a lot. Um, and I think, I, I don't think I would have learned it if I had not worked here at Big Peach. 
you know, and a lot of it has to do, and I've mentioned this in the previous podcast about having been a manager in previous, you know, my previous career and, you know, having been a manager, you know, I think I had the right idea of what I wanted a, a leader to be. I just didn't have the right training and the right tools and the right understanding. And I think it wasn't until I came to Big Peach where I became more aware. And I, and I've mentioned before, I was like, I think, you know, there are some rough edges that need to be smoothed out. Mm -hmm. And I think I've gotten better at that. And, you know, I can look back now and, and reflect and know that, you know, even when I became a general manager, that there are some things I did not do right. There are things that I, that I could have handled better in dealing with personnel and dealing with certain situations in a, in a work environment that I feel now I can go back and go, man, I really screwed that up. I'm like, I wish I could, I could get a, a, you know, a, a, do-over, a do-over, you know, and just go back. And it's like, I would have handled this so much differently because, it, you know, in the end, it all comes down to people. It comes down to community. And that's what our business is about. It's about serving our community. It's serving people, whether it's our, our, our team, whether it's those that come in through our door. It's all about customer service. Everything else is secondary. Well, the thing that is, is so cool to hear you say and certainly very bold and I think is worth kind of pulling out, and, and that is when you think about what you indicated you learned, it required not just some self-reflection, but some real honesty with yourself about perhaps where you were not as strong as you would have liked to have been or where if you had to do it all over again, you had to acknowledge that it would have been you who needed to do things a little bit different, not change the situation, not try to change others. And as leaders, of course, we very much believe that it starts with us. And when change is necessary, that is the key. Start with yourself and then figure out what change emanates from there. The other item that, of course, comes to mind when I think about things that have been part of our history and now are very much history. We refer to it as all of our stores have almost airport-like abbreviations, S-N-L. That was our abbreviation. And we Mm -hmm. love our friends in Snellville, but we attempted over a year ago now an outlet concept. You did a terrific job. My highlight still from that project was your artwork for Peachy's Last Mile. It was our effort for an outlet store. Of course, we did that as a 12-month experiment, ultimately determined we were not meant to be in the discount merchandise business. And even though it was 12 months of what was an off-base experiment, tremendous learning took place. Still love the PT's Last Mile logo that you developed, but we learned so much about ourselves and just as importantly, who we are as an organization. And I use those two examples to set up the importance we believe around core values. So if we think about same-day delivery, we do believe we have to get increasingly convenient. I believe this is not just for retailers. It's also for restaurants. Perhaps it's also for relationships. It may be for other small businesses. We say convenience right now is the battleground. I believe this audience, and I certainly believe without exception, our team believes with all the hard work we pour into it, with all the intentionality, and quite frankly, with so much enjoyment and enthusiasm for every 100 guests who we have the good fortune of serving inside our stores, we are going to win on customer and guest services with each and every one of them. On the flip side, pricing certainly matters. What someone pays for any Good or service needs to be evaluated in the term of value and what the final cost is. 
Big Peach Running Company is never above MSRP. Certainly, you can buy things on Markdown that are last season's version or something that we might have overbought. But you're not going to suggest that Big Peach Running Company is the low price leader. We are not intending to be the Walmart of the running industry. So where we win, I believe without exception on service, we also are unlikely to be crowned the champion on low prices. That leaves convenience right in the middle. And we felt like that same day delivery would help us win in that battleground more frequently and we were wrong. The lesson, we are not going to abandon that. At this point, one of the things we're enjoying the most, and my goodness, getting a chance to go to so many cool places, Big Peach on wheels. If there had not been a failed experiment that was Peachy Express, same day delivery, there may have never been a Big Peach on wheels. But one of our core values, make it better. Granted, if it didn't work, it could only go up, correct? But my Goodness, how we took what we learned from that failed experiment and were able to plow it into so many other ideas that emanated around that simple understanding we have to become increasingly more convenient for this marketplace and for those who we wish to serve. And then, of course, if we look at Snellville and the importance of understanding whether you're an individual or an organization, who you really are and who you want to be. We just mentioned that Pricing is not where we're going to shine as the low price market leader. So to take that step, to take the initiative that we did to open an outlet store, we were being untrue to who we really are and where we want to reside. We knew it long before the lease expired. That's not who we were. But apparently we had lost our way a little bit when we thought, man, we've got this merchandise we need to mark down. Let's put it all in one location. Let's make it really easy if somebody is really, really, really motivated on buying on price to just go to this one place. But if it's not who you are, as you know, D2, it's not who you are. And even with a sexy name like Peachy's Final Mile, even with great artwork with the logo that you did, even with an awesome location at the intersection of two busy highways in Snellville, if it's not who you are, it's not who you are. Mm -hmm. So I think the guidance we would offer is answer that question before you get to perhaps where we did when we had that lease and we were up and running and 90 days in, we thought, this isn't really who we are, but we've still got nine months on a lease that we need to make good on. What would you say when you think about who are you as an individual, as an organization, and knowing what you know that you would offer someone right now who doesn't really know who they are, but you would give them a tip as to how they could better understand the answer to that question? The the best way I can think about it is, is to you know think of what is your passion? What is it that you find enjoyment? What is it that fulfills you? And that should probably be what your mission is and, and how you strive to create a business out of that. Because if you are passionate about it, you're going to work hard for it. You're going to do whatever it takes. If what you, an awesome example. I don't want to interrupt, but I'm going to because you're probably going to work hard was what you just said. Mm -hmm. Snellville, I think about things we have poured our heart, our soul, our guts, our energy into. I don't think we ever did that with Snellville. Because it's not really who we are. We were never passionate about being an outlet type retailer or a discount retailer with types of merchandise that we could buy on closeout. Right, exactly. Um, I think you have to 
find something that you get some fulfillment, that you get some sort of enjoyment, that you get something that at the end of the day you feel good and proud of. And if you can do that, if you can feel that, then that is your mission. That is what you're destined to do. And for us, it is to serve other individuals, to find solutions to their needs in, in footwear, whether it's you know an injury that they have, whether it's pain, whether it's a training program. For us, it's being able to serve others, whether you know it is getting them fitted for the right shoe and seeing them cross that you know first 5k. To me, that there's something special about that when someone comes back in and says, Thank you for helping me with the training program. Thank you for helping me get in the right shoe. I did my first 5K. Now I'm going to go and continue to lead a healthy and active lifestyle. I'm now moving on to a 10K or my first half marathon or whatever it may be. It's those instances where, as, I, as, I, as we mentioned earlier you know, at the intro, where going out and helping someone achieve a goal like running 100 miles and volunteering to me, I get enjoyment and fulfillment from that because I'm seeing and I'm helping and contributing to someone else's goal. That is, I mean, to me, that's fulfillment. That's passion. And I don't know that there's a business in volunteering and, and crewing, but that's that's our DNA. That's who we are as individuals that we'll volunteer at races. We'll help someone, you know, go the extra mile in, in, you know, when they come into our store to where it's not about selling a product. It's about finding a solution. It's about finding you know, a way of helping them achieve their dream, their goal of whatever they envision of themselves being a month from now, a year from now, two years from now, that we're there as that guide to help them achieve what they are looking to achieve down the road. Well, and the term that you used on a couple of different occasions was mission. And we mentioned this, of course, in the first installment that the Big Peach Running Company mission to grow to support and to enhance the pedestrian active lifestyle in and around Atlanta. And of course, you indicated the embodiment of that in terms of helping others because that's what it does. If somebody elects to get involved in the lifestyle, that's growth. If you're volunteering for a friend or even a stranger at a race, that is enhancing or supporting that lifestyle. If someone comes into our store and just gets some encouragement or gets a tip as to where he or she may be able to write, you know, run into people or run more safely, that is a way to serve that lifestyle through our mission. It's not about, well, how many pairs of shoes did we sell? How many doors did we open at 10 a.m. on a weekday? How many different team members do we have at any given time during the year? We believe, and thus far, we believe we have proven that if we do our mission work, if we are successful to some relative degree, to growing, to supporting, and to enhancing that pedestrian active lifestyle, the rest of it will take care of itself. The mission is not to sell X number of pairs of shoes through X plus number of doors by a certain amount of time with X plus plus number of employees. And it should not be. We indicate rightfully so that if you were going to look at the best metrics for Big Peach Running Company, it's not pairs of shoes. It's how many miles were run in shoes purchased by Big Peach, purchased at Big Peach Running Company this year. How many steps were taken? How many calories were burnt? How many pounds were lost? How many relationships were formed or made better in those shoes? Whether it's a million pairs or whether it's three pairs, those are the metrics that we're ultimately most proud. I mentioned earlier, D2, our core values. 
my belief, and I believe that we have elected to walk this out, and we'll leave our audience with this to think about, that you really do not know your core values until you've been doing what you want to do when you find that intersection of your personal interest and your real passion. We wrote our mission statement before the first door ever opened. We were 10 years exactly into this journey before we shared our core values. We didn't even start working on them until we had started into our ninth year because we believed we needed, in order to have true core values, some history that we could look back on and say, that's a constant. We've proven that matters to who we are as an organization and that it impacts our business very favorably. Just as importantly, as we look over the bow, as we think about the future, that this is unchanging. The tactics will absolutely change. The ups and the downs will certainly come, but that these things are unchanging. We talked about make it better, how we went from, let's say, same-day delivery to Big Peach on Wheels. Here are the other three core values. I'm going to ask you to comment on this first one, and then we'll share the other two. Our best business asset is our team. You've been part of our organization for a long time. Like me and like we still are, we started and continue as guest advocates. You've been a general manager. In fact, in our first store, in our largest volume store, and now you are the one who calls the shots relative to how we market, how we communicate, how we promote, both externally and internally. When you hear our best business asset is our team, what do you think of? Because if there is a core value that I would say lives at Big Peach Running Company and should probably live inside every organization, it is that one. So I'm going to ask you to comment on our best business asset is our team. So, I mean, it goes back to a principle, and it's, it's a book that I'm reading right now uh, by Simon Sinek, uh, Leaders Eat Last, and it has to do with taking care of your team. If you take care of your team, your team will take care of the business. You know, and some of that, I think, is reflective of, as you say, you know, that we are all guest advocates. We never graduate from being a guest advocate. And there's times where I've gone into a store and they are busy. They may not, not necessarily understaff because they have the right amount of staff. But for whatever reason, on that particular day, it happens to be a little bit busier. And because I am no longer a general manager and now I'm a director of marketing, no longer working in the store, you'd think, oh, well, he's just going to walk away and, 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 you know, and not do anything. I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm going to chip in. I'm going to jump in and I'm going to take, you know, you know, and work with a guest. And I know I've seen you do it. I've seen you get up from meetings that we've had with individuals uh, that are of great importance with manufacturers, you know, and you've said, nope, excuse me. I see someone that needs help and you'll excuse yourself and you will go and help them. And that sets an example to the team that we are not above them. They are not beneath us, that we are all equals and that we will take care of them, that we are all in the same trenches, that we will all work together on this mission of serving, of enhancing, you know, or the pedestrian active lifestyle. And, you know, that's a huge, I think that's really important. Um, that the team sees that and they, they know that they're also being taken care of, that they're, when they're busy and they're overwhelmed, that if one of us are there, we're there to help them. And it may be to work with another guest. It may be just to box shoes up. It may be to restock shoes. It may be cleaning the bathrooms. We've said this before. Absolutely. You know, there is no uh, delineation of job responsibilities. 
we are all the same. We are all one team. Well, I'm going to read a quick note that I was lucky enough to receive. Occasionally, I get personal notes from our guests, and almost always, they're very positive and, quite frankly, very heartwarming and obviously gratifying. But I hope this drives home that core value about our best business asset is our team because you are our marketing guru. My belief is no matter how strategic you are feeling, no matter how successful you are, it would be tough to devise a plan to let people know the heart of Big Peach Running Company and who we really are more so than this woman does. As she writes, I am writing this note because I want you to know that you are lucky to have, and she inserts the first and last name of one of our colleagues, one of our general managers in the store. I'm not going to share her name or his on this because I feel like it is almost better when it's anonymous and it's just as impactful knowing that this note is not uncommon. But what is awesome is to lucky to have this individual working as a general manager for you. He is professional in every way, listens to what the customer has to say, is patient with the way he talks to the customer and follows through with every suggestion to find exactly what the customer needs. In other words, he not only knows the merchandise and what might work, but he goes the extra mile to help both with the guest and the other people on his team. He is a great representative for Big Peach Running Company. Multiple explanation points. How do you get a better indication of our best business asset than that? No matter how much paid social you do, no matter how many videos we put up or ultimately pay to have posted or sent out or put on some media, it does not get any more authentic than what that is. And that is why we say our best business asset, you and me and every other individual who's part of this team is absolutely what drives the business. And my belief is there's not an organization out there, whether you're coding software whether you are in medical or some other industry that's a far-fetched from what we do, but if your best business asset is your team, my goodness, do we believe you have something special. We already talked about make it better, D2, the third core value. Always choose service excellence. And here's what we mean when we say that. And the reason that we're going to share these core values is hopefully you will take something away from this. But the important part of this particular core value, always choose service excellence is the always. It's also the autonomy that means from somebody who now has through training and is on the floor unsupervised or not with a shadow for the first time, maybe in their first hour, and there's a situation that comes up. My goodness, do they have the absolute latitude to determine what it is that needs to be done to connote service excellence. It's that simple. No matter how expensive it might be, no matter how much we might say, well, we would do it differently next time, no matter how difficult it is for the balance sheet or for the remainder of the day, if that is the best indication that he or she can think of, of service excellence in that moment, that is the right answer without question. Anything you would say before we reveal the fourth core value. Well, I, I mean, the idea of empowering our team to make decisions and to make things right, 
to do what, as we have referred to internally, as what's best for the guest. Mm. Reminds me of... B4G. Right. A rally cry at yeah. Big Peach Running Company. B4G, best for guest. Always. the just, just absolute right thing for us to do. So it reminds me of a story as of a podcast, and I believe there's a book from it as well. I think it's called The $6,000 Egg. Oh yes, I, I remember that. It was a was it six thousand? It was certainly about an egg and how much it. Yes. So please tell yeah, us. So, so you know, basically, it came down to where it was a, a at a restaurant and a, a business lunch, and they had been at this restaurant for you know on a regular basis because their offices were were very uh, close to it, and, and so they were had requested on their burger. Uh, as an option to have an egg put on their burger, which some restaurants do. It's, it's, it's sometimes it's on the menu. This happened to be off menu. And the restaurant, you know, the waitress declined and said, well, we can't do that. Even though they had eggs and they had a certain waffle and egg type special, they're like, no, we've got a certain number of eggs and a certain number of waffles. We yes, sell a certain number of plates. And if we sell and we give you an egg, now all of a sudden we don't have enough. So it was, just, it was about numbers and about sticking to the rules that were in place. You know, in the end, to make a long story short, they'd, they'd gone and they talked to the owner, they talked to you know, everyone else, and they declined to meet their request. And this was sort of a little bit of an exercise, a test on customer service and doing what's right for the guest. And because this business had been going to this restaurant for so often, they calculated and says, well, you no longer have my business. And they said, because you refuse to, um, you know, give me one egg, that's going to cost you now about $6,000 worth of business. They went down the street to Whole Foods Market and asked them, well, how much does an egg cost? And can you do this? And Whole Foods Market, you know, they said, well, we want an egg, you know, eggs on our pizza. And just asked for something totally, completely bizarre and out there, right? And I don't know that it's normal to ask for eggs on the pizza. But they went ahead and did it. And they're like, yes, absolutely. We can, we can absolutely do it. And the one thing that, you know, the only question that they had, I guess, was, you know, had to deal with how they wanted the eggs sliced. Like, do you want the eggs, you know, as part of, you know, on the pizza, after the pizza's baked or whatever, and how do we slice it or whatever? So it's more like, how can we help meet your expectations of what it's like? We've never done this before. So, you know, help us answer this question so we can provide the best solution that w or meet your expectations. That's service excellence. Exactly. But never once said, no, we can't do it. They would go to their, you know, egg aisle, you know, and, and, you know, their dairy department and grab, you know, carton of eggs. And if, even if they had to pull one egg out, they would do so because that's what the guests wanted. And that, you know, they ended up writing a book on I, that I whole story. We will not make anybody wait. For those of you who cannot wait for the show notes, $6,000 egg D2 is correct. That is the name of the book. I remember when you and I went through this, the website 6,600 dollar spelled out egg.com. The author is Todd Duncan. It was a story that had tremendous impact on us. I remember thinking about the $6,000 sock liner perhaps one time. We had a guest come in. I don't know which store it was, but there was somebody who had not been part of our team for very long. And the guest had taken her sock liners out of her shoes to dry off after a morning run in the rain, went to work, came home, 
and the shoes were fine, but the dog had absolutely chewed up the sock liners. So now she had no sock liners, even though she had a relatively brand new pair of shoes, came to us and said, what can I do? Do you have inserts that you might be able to sell me to put in? I'm like, we'll do better than that. I'll go get the sock liners out of a different pair of shoes and we'll put them in here. Your shoes are ready to go again tomorrow morning, rain or shine. And the new guest advocate on our team was like, those shoes you just pulled those sock liners from aren't sellable now, are they? And I'm like, of course they're not. They don't have sock liners in them. It's like, well, you just trashed a perfectly good pair of shoes to solve a problem for a pair of shoes that have already been worn. Always choose service excellence. And it was super simple to make sure that the lesson of what that core value really means, it's like, we'll solve the problem with that brand new pair of shoes and a perfectly clean box, not having sock liners, we'll take care of that later. What we know right now is that guest knows what service excellence looks and feels like at Big Peach Running Company, unlike the genesis of the $6,000 egg. Make sure you check that out again. Todd Duncan is the author. We'll put a link to our show notes. D2, awesome, awesome. Awesome. Thank you for bringing that up. I had forgotten about that. That is super cool. And I think an awesome indication of what Always Choose Service Excellence is all about. The last core value at Big Peach Running Company. Here's one item I would mention. Do not have too many of them. I know there are organizations that have a dozen core values, and it's nothing more than something that is perhaps hung on an office wall or somewhere where people occasionally reference. For us, four is a great number. Maybe five works. I would not be disappointed if there's an organization that only has two or three. At that point, they're really, really easy to repeat and remind everyone as to how important they are. But once you get past probably five, I can't imagine any more than six. All you're doing is trying to be everything to everyone. You're not really determining who you are and sharing it accordingly. But the fourth and final, not necessarily least important by any stretch. In fact, there are those seasons, certainly those moments every day. This is the most important core value. We take fun seriously. We take fun seriously. So you think about the Big Peach Running Company core values. Our best business asset is our team. We do believe that is what is first and foremost. Secondly, make it better. It may be anything. And we're not unique in having that as a core value. I know there is another organization here in town that has a similar core value. I would like to think there are many others that just simply recognize they can never turn it off. They should always be thinking about parts of their organization, of their business, of their service, of their product that they can make better and then so darn excited about getting to work to doing just that. Always choose service excellence along with the $6,000 egg. And then of course, we take fun seriously. And what that means, it might be the fact that you wouldn't naturally pair a support top fitting with an opportunity to sample new wines. You wouldn't necessarily think of pacing someone in the middle of the night, staying up for 28 hours at a hundred miler as fun. But those are the types of things that you have to take seriously because guess what? There is so much fun that ultimately becomes part of that, becomes part of the mission work of growing, supporting, enhancing that pedestrian active lifestyle. We say, as we look at the overall definition of we take fun seriously, that we demonstrate how fully capable we are of growing our business, pursuing our passion, and increasing our potential 
all while maximizing the amount of fun and the fun we have and bring to others. That's why we love this so much. D2, as we wrap running a business we love, think about certain things that you're like, my goodness, I have taken my own personal development, my leadership training, some of the self kind of development that I do to a level that maybe I didn't, whether it was four years ago or certainly 14 years ago. And now what you know about Big Peach Running Company as a core member of our executive team and say, this is something, if somebody was in my chair, if somebody was in my shoes, I would say the only thing I want you to replicate of who I am is this as to how I think or this as to what I think about being something I absolutely need to do. Wow, that's that's uh, that's a pretty deep question. Well, and I hope you're in the chair for a long, long, long yeah. time. Yeah. But if all of a sudden you're looking at yourself and that person is not you, what should they continue? So I, I, I would say, you know, I would say, yeah, obviously, going off of with, you know, we take fun seriously is, is to do just that, is to, to continue to having have fun in this position and, and really in any position within the organization. Because, you know, it's like we're not curing cancer. It's, you mm -hmm. know, we're not brain surgeons. But to a certain extent, I mean, we are helping, you know, our, those that come into our store live a little bit healthier and um, maybe longer because of the activities they're doing. So maybe we're not curing cancer, but maybe we are contributing to something. But it's not, you know, we're not surgeons. We're, you know, we're, you know, it's it's fun. We want running, and you know, and you know, whether or whether it's walking even, to be enjoyable, to be fun. It's not serious. We're not out here, you know, creating the next, you know, Olympian. We're we're creating the next, you know, first time five k finisher. We're helping those individuals cross that finish line the first time, the second time, the third time, and maybe make it part of their, you know, um, lifestyle to where it, you know, they can finally identify themselves as a runner, as someone who maybe at one point said, you know what, I, I don't, I'm not really a runner, I'm not a real runner, you know, if we can help someone finally believe in themselves to go, I am a runner. I, I identify as a runner, not as like, oh, I'm, I'm not a real runner, but truly I am a runner. I run and therefore I am a runner, regardless of what that pace may be. Um, and if we're able to do that and do it in a fun way, I'd say that that would be something that I would encourage anyone in this position or any position within an organization to do. And the next thing I would probably say is, you know, is to find joy and find fulfillment, in, in what what you do and for me it's it's things like volunteering at crewing at a 100 yeah it, it's not easy but there's a bit of enjoyment and 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 you know and, and a little bit you know even though I'm giving and you know whether I'm volunteering at a, at, at, a, at a race whether I'm pacing at you know hotline a half marathon or you know I, I volunteer at the Cochrane Mill trail race where I'm helping individuals cross a creek or I'm, I'm crewing or pacing at Penhody 100, there is a certain amount of, it's not completely uh, selfless. There's a, a bit of selfishness in it because I get a bit of gratification and satisfaction of encouraging and helping others. When someone crosses and says, thank you, there's something I get from that. 
There's a certain feeling that I feel and get from that, and I would encourage others to do the same because there's something very special about that. And even though I'm no longer in a store to where I could see that on a regular basis, I still find myself doing that outside and finding opportunities to do that because that's what helps contribute to our sport. That's what encourages others to do more, to go beyond what they think they, they can do, and maybe you know make our community a little bit better, make it a little bit happier because of these things that we're able to do and contribute to our community. There you have it. All you aspiring marketing professionals, those are the cover charges in D2. So true as you do those things, it comes back in spades. No question about that. The final thing we'll do before we go to a commercial break, we recognize we're not in the nonprofit space. We have a mission that we have indicated on multiple occasions now in this episode and in last. So we have the good fortune of being able to provide services, to serve guests, to be guest advocates. And at the same time, we recognize we're in a very competitive industry. There are plenty of people who would just run from the retail industry based on what they hear about online or what they hear about Amazon or what they hear about the amount of competition or the cost of commercial real estate if you're doing brick and mortar or the complexity of a P&L from a retail accounting standpoint. We don't run from it. We run towards it. We don't care the dogs off the chain. We are going towards him right now with all kinds of of enthusiasm and gusto. And yet we know there are plenty of you out there right now, whether it's in your department, it might be on your team, it may be in a business that is yours, no matter what the size or scale is, that it's like, my goodness, we want more. We need more individuals, accounts, whatever it might be that is the metric. Here's the thing that we'll say, and it will link back to what D2 indicated, link back to that testimonial I read. Most of us know what an ATM is. We've had those around for a long time and although there are plenty of things that did not exist like Bitcoin when we were first learning how to balance our checkbook, we still know what an ATM is. Our ATM at Big Peach Running Company is attention is required in order for us to get what is the absolute most precious resource that any of us have and that is our time. And if we never acquire the time, there is no way we'll ever have the good fortune of having you vote with those dead presidents in your handbook, in your wallet, which is the money. So attention brings time and time brings money. And those are the elements of an ATM. If you never capture someone's attention, it is impossible for you to get their time. And if you never have so much as a second of their time, I can assure you it is impossible for you to ever have the satisfaction of knowing they were willing to part with some of their hard-earned money. And so that ATM is something we take very, very seriously. It is because of our core values. It is because of that best business asset that results in testimonials. It is because of what we've learned in 15 years. It is because we know we must fail forward. We know we will have those things that we look back on and maybe even laugh a little bit like an SNL or an outlet store. But my goodness, we love when we can say we captured someone's attention. And as a result, my goodness, they give us just a few moments of their time. 
And then ultimately, if we do mission work and they elect to spend a little bit of money with us, it's, it's so possible that somehow we have grown. We have supported and we have enhanced the pedestrian active lifestyle like we never would have otherwise. We certainly are running a business that we love. It would not be possible without not just those who are listening, it's also so much a reflection of those who have elected to get involved in this lifestyle or share it with others. As we come so close to another Small Business Saturday, D2 and I will never forego the opportunity to thank you, not just for your patronage, but for your willingness to be part of the fun that we're having. The intersection that we find ourselves where it is our personal passion and our professional aspirations to get better every single day. So thank you for being part of the family that is indeed Big Peach Running Company. We will continue to work every single moment at being better and better and better. And we'll do the same as we come back from this very brief break. Shopping for a runner can be difficult, but Big Peach gift cards make it a whole lot easier. They're perfect for birthdays, holidays, or any occasion to show you support a healthy and active lifestyle. Gift cards are also perfect for the workplace as an incentive, reward, or thank you for a job well done. Big Peach Running Company gift cards are available at all seven locations and online at bigpeachrunningco.com. And welcome back to the Run ATL Podcast. D2, you and I, we roll on. So much fun doing the running a business you love. What a perfect segue that has been created for us as we think about one of the core values at Big Peach Running Company, make it better, one that we believe other organizations share, but we certainly embrace. We can talk about the Run ATL podcast by the time this episode is released. We'll be in mid-November. Before you know it, 2019 on our doorstep. We need to continue to make this better, but we can't do it by ourselves. That's right. I mean, we've now, it's been about a year and a half now. I think this will be our 41st episode, if by my count. Congratulations, my friend. And, you know, obviously we want to thank all of our listeners, everyone that has downloaded the podcast, who's uh, listened to us, who has shared it. And thank you because we would not continue to do this if it wasn't for for you guys that are out there uh, We don't have the luxury of just wanting or liking to hear ourselves talk. True. We have to make sure this makes a difference and means something. Well, as I've as I've said before, I've got a face for TV <laughs> and, a, and a voice for blogging. Um, so, you know, what we want to do is, is, is ask you guys, those that are listening, you know, what are some things that are of interest to you that you would like for us to, to cover? Are there individuals that you would like for us to have featured on our podcast? You know, once again, going back to, you know, our tenets, which are to inform, inspire, empower, and encourage. And encourage. Very well done. Yes, yes, we have not covered that recently, so I'm impressed with your long-term memory. And I think this is awesome, D2, because so much that we've done, even this year, part of the grand experiment, we've done a number of live podcasts now. We've done a number of featured conversations with globally recognized people who are close to the sport as well as individuals who are part of our team or who have great stories to to, to share and yet are part of this community we serve. 
We've done some experiments as it relates to, instead of always being in studio, we'll go off-site. We've also used technology that, of course, exists and allows us to have conversations or video conferences with our guests or those who might be part of the podcast. So, so much is out there. The reality is we can't do it all, but what we want to do to make good on those four pillars you just mentioned is find out and curate what's going to be of most interest. Exactly. So we need your help. We would love to take your suggestions. So please email us at podcast at bigpeachrunningco.com and let us know any suggestions that you may have as to you know content that we can cover, information that you think that we should be covering, guests that we should have featured on our podcast, topics or segments or things that you think would be of interest to you. We want to, you know, as we look into 2019, we want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're, we're serving you, that we are still continuing to make it better by serving and creating content that is relevant to you, that while you're on that treadmill, that while you're out running on the road, that we're not there just you know, boring you, but they were providing some sort of inspiration, that we're providing some sort of motivation, something to continue to push you forward to achieve that next level of whatever that goal may be. Indeed, and I will finish with this before we provide a preview for our next episode that I know you and I are both super jacked about, and that is this is annual planning season at Big Peach Running Company. We talked about running a business that we love, and of course, planning not just for the next episode, but for us, we have both an annual plan and a vision plan. We cannot do those plans, whether it's for our stores, for our entire organization, or for this podcast without our guests weighing in. So please take D2's request to heart. We need you. Again, podcast at bigpeachrunningco.com. D2, you and I are so amped about the next episode. We're not there yet. But fitness and longevity, what awesome terms to pair together. What we've done is we have invited three, not one, not two, but three, our audience deserves three genuine experts. They are all in their 70s and they have been part of a pedestrian active lifestyle for so long as it relates to decade after decade after decade. But my goodness, are they young at heart? And my goodness, are they still getting the most out of that fitness routine that they take so seriously while having fun week in and week out? And I know you and I personally aspire to be just like them when we get there. Given the fact we're barely out of our teenage years, (laughs) but at some point we too will be in our 70s. All of us want to have the same mindset and the same physical condition that our special guests have. So make sure you make plans to tune in as we look at fitness and longevity on the next episode. It will be just two brief weeks. We'll be right back. In the meantime, may you enjoy this beautiful fall that surrounds us. And as we always say, as we certainly mean, may your best miles be those covered on foot.